Hi, this is Bill Brown of the Houston Astros. This is Sunday Strohs, a podcast brought to you each and every Sunday covering all the week's action and news. If it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strohs. Hi all, this is it. We've made it. ALCS. We've had a lot of controversy, but hey, we're here. We've done it. This is 2020. This isn't 17 anymore. We're there. And that starts tonight, my time. You know, it's about 12.38 a.m. Not sure the American time. Well, this is it. Game one. We've made it. Uh, In the words of Carlos Correa, what are they going to say now? I mean, we can keep using that, because what are they going to say? But we are here. Now, this is exciting, and I want to just talk to this, as always, with Rob, because this is what this show is all about. Lots to discuss. How are you doing over there, Rob? And can you believe we've made it? I'm doing great, buddy. That is four American League Championship Series in a row. Haters are going to hate, buddy. I mean, who thought we were going to get here? I certainly didn't. I didn't have the confidence that I have now. I mean, the difference in these guys in the regular season and now is just day and night. I mean, Carlos Correa told Dusty Baker, just wait till we get to the playoffs and you'll see what we're all about. And he's not lying because they are a true contender and they, they might be the favorites. What I'll say is this, and I, and I will maintain this from the word go, and before we did this show, uh, you know, I would be on other shows just chatting about ball because that's what life is. But I will say this, I've never doubted them. And even though there's are people going on about the bullpen, the offense, we've had some tricky moments. There's no denying that. But I will say this, and you can rewind this to episode one of Sunday Strohs. I've always said we'd get deep in there. You know, I look, World Series, maybe not, but I think I've always maintained deep into the playoffs. And here we are. And we have got a great team, like you say, serious contenders, and it's proven it because this is where we are now. And they're an amazing team to watch. I mean, what can we say? It's just brimming with talent, and it's come to life. We've had that tricky season, but we're here now. We're in the postseason. I can't believe it, just as much as you. And I know a lot of fans out there feeling it as well. But I think now's the time to do our week in review. And I, I think this is going to be a hectic one because we've had an absolute storm of games. Yes, sir. Hey, going back to what you said about making the World Series, I, I remember we had – I think we had a poll talking about how deep can the Astros go in the playoffs. And I thought maybe they could go this far. Like, maybe get to here, but not get to the World Series. But the way they're playing, mm-hmm. and then I watched Game 5 of the Rays and the Yankees, and my thoughts watching that game is, we can beat these guys. I mean, I'm not guaranteeing it, but they're they're no better than us. I mean, we're exciting. We have pitching. They have pitching. It's going to be awesome. But 
Let's talk about this A series. Going into it, don't forget this. They beat us seven out of ten games this season, buddy, and we took it to them. <laughs> Didn't we just? Didn't we just? I, I said this, I think it was a couple of episodes back. I was thinking, I hope we do get to go to the A's because I've got a good feeling we can do this. But wow, did we do it. All right, so let's do the week in review. Uh, so the Astros win three out of four games. Game one was an offensive explosion. And I had a guest on my other podcast, and he told me, and I didn't know this, that in day games in Dodger Stadium, the ball flies out. And he was right. I mean, I think in the first five innings, there were like six home runs. It was just, I mean, they were, I mean, Lance McCullers had his arms up like, what? How did that go out? I mean, they were just flying. Uh, McCullers only lasted four innings because of all the home runs and all the hits, but he gave up four runs. Carlos Correa, who's been the mouthpiece for the Astros this season, he had two home runs. And I'm not 100% sure on the date, just from memory, I wrote October 5th. But Bregman has a home run on October 5th or whatever date game one was, four years in a row or something like that. Don't you find that amazing? That's incredible. So we go to game two, and for some reason, the balls didn't fly out. It could have been the pitching. I I give a lot of credit to Framber Valdez, who lasted seven big innings, and he only gave up two runs. We had two Springer Dingers, and your favorite player, Machete Maldonado, also had a home run. And you spoke about the bullpen earlier, that people said, hey, the bullpen is your weakness. Game one and two, seven combined innings from the bullpen, zero runs, buddy. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, that's what I'm saying, you see. We, we, have we got that much to worry about? Look at those, Look at those stats, not too shabby at all. So we go to game three, and we actually lost this one. Urquidy started. I expected a little more from him. I expected him to go deeper. Maybe, you know, I don't know if I expected him to give up only two runs or so, but he gave up four. I think everyone gave up four runs except uh, Valdez. Uh, but we were down four to two. We came back, and we were up seven to four, and we ended up losing nine to seven because Josh G- Josh James gave up a three run bomb, I believe, and then Brooks Raley gave up two runs. But Diaz, who's getting no action at all, and some people, including myself, you know the way Yuli Gurriel's playing, maybe he needs to play a little more, give him a chance. But he had a two run homer, and Altuve had a home run in Game Three. And then game four, we blew him out again, bud. Uh, it was a grinky game. He gave up four runs. Uncle Mike, Michael Brantley had two home runs. Altuve had another home run. Correa had another home run. <laughs> and th- this is the my mind, the thought in my mind right here. We lost game three, and right away in game four, we were down three to zero. I think Loriano, I think it was him. He had a three-run homer. And we were down three to zero quick, and they could have turned the momentum around, but the Astros came back and slaughtered them. It was, I think, it was eleven to four 
going into the ninth inning, and Presley gave up two runs. So, I don't know, did you ever feel nervous at the time when it was 3-0? to zero? I think the way I, I looked at it was, you know, we – I mean, if I go back to, to game one, the way I see it is, as you say, flying out, you know, 10-5, great win. McCullers, I, I'm sorry to say it, but it, it just wasn't a great performance. But at the end of the day, the offense was there, like you say, mentioned Brantley, Correa absolutely storming it. Presley actually did a good job on game one in closing it down, but, you know, we had the offense there. You know, game two, Valdez, as you say, absolutely fantastic. I'd probably say he was the solid pitcher of that series. Springer again, Maldonado, as you mentioned. Paredes was great as well, taking over from Valdez. Presley again, not too bad of a closer. Game three, the reason I want to go to that is, I agree with what you said. Urquidy, I was really excited for him, and I was absolutely devastated for him when it just did not go his way at all. And I just think that was a bullpen issue that day. It was because, as you mentioned, Josh James, it was just a disaster. We we really should have locked that down that game. Even if the pitching wasn't there, the offense certainly was. And I just... Well, we should have had it. But then, like I said, you went to game four. You've covered that yourself. That was absolutely fantastic. It was a little bit of a nail-biter because, as we say, Grenke wasn't great. But Harvey had dealt with that. And I will say this. Yes, I was nail-biter Presley. It's just get it <laughs> done. Get it done. You know, what, what was the big deal? You've, you've done great at closing in this, in this series so far. You know, I think we were worried. We were, uh, because we've seen throughout that series, it was tip for tap. It was home run followed by home run opposing. You know, it just kept going back and forth. So there was always the danger. Is it going to be a three-run bomb? We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen because there was just, like say, balls flying out, home runs galore. But we've locked it down. And I have to say, I, I, I do hope to see Urquidy back in the rotation, but I keep going back to it. I was really, I really felt for him. It just wasn't a great outing at all. I was quite built up for that. And it's, it's a real shame. Hopefully we get him back in there in this series. Um, but, you know, Valdez, Javier, absolutely fantastic performances in that. So Christian Javier had a couple of games in the series out of the bullpen. But in this seven-game series, I believe he's going to have to be a starter. I don't know if he's going to be available. I know the Astros are adding an extra pitcher for this series, and they're getting rid of one of the position players, probably someone that never even got to play. But So we're going to lose a bullpen arm. And what do you think about this? I had no idea that Dusty Baker had the confidence in Anoli Paredes like that. I mean, any high pressure situation. Mm. I mean, like after game one, I thought Brian McTaggart said that he was unavailable for game two. And as soon as they bring someone in, they bring him in. And I, I thought he was unavailable. What an awesome series for Paredes. This dude's going to be with the Astros for a long time. Uh, Christian Javier's great coming out of the bullpen, but like I said, we're going to lose that. But I'm excited, buddy. I think we, I think we're going on all cylinders. I really do, and I think our biggest problems in certainly regular season 
was bullpen. Then we started complaining about offense. Now it don't matter because we've got both those things, like you say, firing. You know, we are going for it. Offense is, you know, an absolute storm at the moment. It, all, all the key players are stepping up. I, I can't complain. It's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, I will say this, though. I mean, I think I think I've skipped on this, but I've got to say, game four, I think it was game four, where we had the absolute daylight robbery by Reddick. That really saved Grenke and our team. That was a hell of a robbery, that. Absolute golden catch. Uh, you know, I've noticed him getting a little bit of slander online recently. Well, you can't knock him for that. That was a, a, a game-saving robbery, that. It was absolutely wonderful catch out there. Yeah, he was a, a daredevil there against the wall. That was a great play. It was just a good series, and I think, like I say, it's 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 looking back. Yes, we should have locked it down in game in, in three games, but we didn't. But we're here now, and I just I just thought that was great. And if we carry on like that, you've got every right in what to say. Let's bring on the Rays. All right, so this slides us right into and perfectly, perfectly slides us right into the poll because I want to ask you this, but it happens to be the poll, so. You know, let's do this. So I did the poll yesterday. It was kind of late, so we didn't get a whole bunch of responses, but I don't think it's going to change. Um, going into game five with the Rays and the Yankees, what team did you want to face, the Rays or the Yankees? How about you, buddy? Well, you know, it's a good question, and it's one for today, but this is where we are now, obviously, but... I think we wanted the Yankees. I, 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 I know I did because I don't know they're out now. It's it's irrelevant, but I just feel like we just wanted to just stick it to them one more time in person and just just show that we can actually play against them and just annihilate them like we have been doing. So I would have picked the Yankees. And another reason for that as well is is because. Now we've got this difficult situation where we respect Charlie Morton, we respect the Tampa Bay Rays as an organisation, going back to Harvey. And I think that's difficult because you have, we do have a sort of almost mutual respect for the Tampa Bay Rays. It's always going to be a, a tough choice there because we have a lot of respect for them. Um, and that's why, you know, I mentioned it this morning on Twitter, you know, uh, may the best man win, basically. I'm, I'm happy that we're playing the Rays, but I think, you know, it causes a bit of difficulty because we're there for a reason. We're both great teams. But I kind of wanted the, the confrontation and the clash with the Yankees. I wanted that entertainment. I really did. So you have the Rays, who are the good guys. And I saw a tweet about this earlier. It, it, it was a, a team pitcher of the Rays, and it said uh, something like Garrett Cole's contract, $324 million. You add up the whole team's payroll from 16, 17, 18, 19, and this year, and it doesn't equal to what the Yankees are paying Garrett Cole. So that's very impressive. Mm. Uh, like last season, we beat the Rays in the ALDS in five games, and we beat the Yankees in the ALCS. So we beat both of these guys last year. So I'm sure both of them wanted to play us again. Uh, but 
So like a, you brought it up already, Charlie Morton. I wanted to face the Rays because I like Charlie Morton. I wanted to face the Yankees so we can beat them and shut them up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But But the only reason, and this could be the coward's way out for me, is I don't want to lose to them. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want the Yankees to go far. You know what I mean? I don't want them to yeah. be able to say, "Oh, well, we made it this far." I mean, they didn't make it to the ALCS. They're not one of the the best two teams in the American League now. So mm-hmm. them get them getting knocked out was pretty nice. And it, as soon sooner they lose, the less chance they got to win the World Series. And that's the main goal. I don't want them to win it all. So, so I'm glad the Rays beat them. And I don't know. I, I watched the Yankees. I mean, it it seems like they have Garrett Cole and maybe Judge and that other dude that hits home runs. And they don't have much more than that. I mean, the shortstop was making errors. The third baseman was errors. I, I think we could take either one of them. And it would be a lot sweeter to beat the Yankees. I can tell you that. A lot sweeter, but I wanted them eliminated. So if going into the game five, I was rooting for the Rays. I, I don't care about revenge. I don't care about any of that. I just don't want the Yankees to win, and the Rays took care of that for us. That's my answer, the Rays. What was the result of the poll? You know, I didn't even write that down. I'd have to look it up. <laughs> well, we'll take it as, um, <laughs> as, a, as a draw. <laughs> It's a, you know what it is though. It's a good question. This is the bottom line of it all because it's such a catch twenty two. Because like you just said, it you do want the Yankees. Like, we're all great, you know. We're all we're all relishing in that fact. It's like what they're going to say now again. To quote Correa, could go on and on with that quote, but they're out now. So there is that sweet that that sweet you know uh, revenge in there. Well, just a bit of me where I thought, God, I would have loved to have done that in person with our team. But, hey, look, we're here for a reason. And, you know, may the best man win. I've got a lot of respect for the Rays. I think we all have as a fan base of the Astros. So it's going to be a real, you know, it's going to be a real gentleman's series, I think, a proper sportsman series. So let's bring it on. All right, I have the results. I was looking at Twitter while you were talking. And I'm glad you talked. We work so good together, Stevie, that you didn't even need me to tell you to talk so I can look it up. That's how awesome we are, buddy. We we're like I can't I can't think of two twin brothers, but I'll come up with it. But anyway, uh, the Rays fifty four percent to forty five, so it's pretty close. So I think I think it's the same reasons. Like yeah, I want to beat the Yankees. But if if they're not in it, that lessens their chances to win the World Series. And my main goal is for them not to win. I mean, I mean, I almost want the Yankees and Dodgers not to win as much as I want us to win. That's how much I don't want either one of those teams to win. And looking at the other side, the Dodgers have a really good chance because they have a really good team. They do. I mean, are we talking about um... – you know, they, they, the Hamadas, I mean, it may part. There's no point denying all that lot. I don't know whether it's shrouded in the facts of the whole Joe Kelly thing, knocking it all or whatever, but um, could it be that all over again? Who knows? You know, but uh, the Rays, I think, like say, we've got a good chance. We've got a good chance. All right, buddy, let's do the players of the week. Uh, we'll start with, what do you want to start with? 
I'll start, and I'll let you pick which we start with. Offensive player or pitcher? We'll go for pitcher. All right. So I had three nominees after looking at the stats and watching the games. Christian mm-hmm. Javier and Anoli Paredes. But I went with Framber Valdez. He gave us seven strong innings. He only allowed two runs. And what was impressive about it is that was the game we needed a game like that because we only scored five runs. The the other games we scored seven, 11, and 10. So we needed someone to shut them down in that game. Uh, The other starting pitchers only went four innings, and he went seven. Everybody gave up four innings. and I mean, they only lasted four innings, and they gave up four runs. And this cool cat, Framber Valdez, he lasted seven innings. I mean, he's amazing. So, long story short, Framber Valdez, my pitcher of the week. It's exactly the same for me, Rob. I, I straight away, it's just like, no contest, seven solid innings. As I've dubbed him, the hardest working man on the mound is there today as well. He just, seven innings, solid. And like you say, cool, calm, collected. He was definitely the best performer out there. We had such high hopes as we've already been through for, for other pitches, but it just didn't quite come through. But Valdez, wow, incredible. Yeah, same for me. I, I picked Valdez for exactly the same reasons. I'll tell you this. If either one of us picked Paredes, he deserved it as well. He pitched in three out of the four games, high-pressure situations, no runs. The guy did yeah. amazing. He deserves it as well. He was under there in brackets. I was like, you know what? Before we do this show, the state of Rob, I think we need two. <laughs> you know, I think, we need, I think we need two of everything because we're going to move on to the offense in a minute. And that was that. That was that was a real, real. I, for once, I really struggled with offense this time, and that's because there was so much of it going on. There was so much going on. I mean, who did you pick for? Your, your hitter or your offense, who did you go for? I'm intrigued. Well, here's what I did, buddy. I got the top three guys, and one of them shocked me because he hasn't done anything all year. He's been the butt of all the jokes. He's been the guy everybody's pointing out online. Jose Altuve is one of my top three, but he isn't my winner. I give it to Carlos Correa. He had a 500 average in the series. He had three home runs, and he had 11 RBIs. He had twice as many RBIs as the the guy in second place, and he had a 611 on-base percentage. Carlos Correa, defender of Houston. Carlos Correa, player of the week. I mean, the the reason I've got a quote is he tweeted it at us, uh, at Dean Cook. So he is called Dean Cook. He's one of our UK listeners. And he said during these games, he said, you know what, I'm looking forward to these guys breaking this down. Uh, because, you know, players of the week, you know, sometimes it's real easy. Sometimes it's difficult because there's not been much going on. This time, as Dean Cook said, I'm going to enjoy this because it's like, where do you begin? There was just so many solid contenders for it. Brantley, Altuve, Tucker to some extent. It was, it was tricky, but. I nearly went with Altuve just because it's my favourite and we're getting back on top form. But I did the same thing. It's got to be Correa. That guy is on a mission right now. He's on an absolute lone wolf mission. 
to just attack the media, to attack the MLB, to just basically put the haters to bed. And he did that. He put those little babies to bed. There was just balls flying out of there. Guys on a mission, Correa, easily Correa. So Altuve hit 400 in the series, and he had a 526 on base percentage. He had two home runs and five RBIs. But, I mean, I had to go with Correa. He, my, my, my other guy was Springer. He hit, three, he, he had three. He had two homers and four RBIs. But you have yeah. to go with Correa. Eleven, eleven RBIs. For Carlos Correa, amazing. That's a good point, the Springer as well, because we were talking about this in a previous episode. Uh, started out trickier in the regular season, you know, but he's just uh, launching balls out there. RBIs galore. And uh, what can you say? Again, another. Another close player of the week. We should have had two, Rob. <laughs> hey, let me tell you this, buddy. I, I just added up how many runs we scored in this series. And if my math is correct, we scored 32 runs. Carlos Correa drove in 11 of those. He drove in a third of the runs. So there's no way he doesn't win this. No, he, des- no. he deserves it big time. It's just the stats speak for themselves, and that was the thing, you know, we – you know, I make little notes before doing it, and just Correa's name just keeps coming up again and again and again. Absolutely amazing. I, I love it. I love the attitude of it. Like I say, it takes on everybody, and let's go for it. All right, buddy, you ready to go to fair or foul? Yeah, let's do it. I don't know what they are this week. I, I genuinely, we've not discussed it. I don't know what they are. I think you came up with these, Rob, so let's do it. Let's do fair or foul. I was at work yesterday. And I was like, we don't have any fair or foul questions. And I thought of them. 45 minutes lunch break, I came up with all <laughs> five of these. And if you're on Twitter, we have the guys from Dugout Mugs doing the video today. So I'll tell you this, to give them a little promo, I have two of those Dugout Mugs. And one thing, they're super cool. And the second thing, I I, I I didn't know. I could never imagine how fun they were to drink out of. I wish I could send you one, buddy. I know, I don't, I don't think, I could be wrong, I don't think they ship out here. It's, it's same with Brands Tees, they don't, they don't, unfortunately, a lot of these companies, I love what they do, but they don't ship to the UK, so there's a little plug for you all, get shipping to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's go to Fair or Foul. Get ready, it's time for Fair or Foul. All right, buddy, here we go. It's time for fair or foul. You have no idea what these questions are, but I hope you enjoy them. I think they're pretty good. I hope all you guys enjoy them as well. Okay, so number one, I guess this is kind of redundant because it was kind of like the poll, but fair or foul, you wanted to see the Yankees and the Astros in the American League Championship Series. Well, like I've already said, I, I, I wanted to see the Yankees, so there's my vote on that. <laughs> it's like you say we've already covered it, haven't we? <laughs> I wanted to see the Yankees. I can't deny it. I wanted the entertainment of it. I say fair, too. I wanted to see them play the Yankees. I wanted them to beat the Yankees for all the haters, all the John Boy lovers, oh, all of those guys. But I'm, I'm just as happy that they got knocked out. But I say fair. I did want to face them. 
All right. We're sticking with the Yankees. I mean, I'm sorry. This is another Yankees question. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know if, I, I think most people are, but the Yankees have a facial hair policy that they're not allowed to have facial hair. And you see when Garrett Cole went over there, he had to shave his beard and cut his hair. I think their hair can't be over their collar or something like that. You, are you familiar with that? Yeah, I, I, I remember reading up the whole history of that policy just because I was really intrigued as to why nobody ever had facial hair and everyone looked like used car salesmen. <laughs> I, I found that, you know, they have all these strict policies. I mean, look at Cole. He, he, he turned into like a 12-year-old boy overnight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, to me, they, I, why, why don't they just get rid of that rule? I mean, Steinbrenner made it up in the 70s. <laughs> I mean, just get rid of it. They look, they, they, I don't know. I, I was going to say something a little bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, some, some of the, I mean, Aaron Judge looks fine. I, I, when I was watching the game the other day, I was like, I wonder what Aaron Judge looks like with facial hair. But some of these guys look weird. I think Garrett Cole doesn't look that bad, but I don't know. But anyway, so what do you think? Fair or foul? The Yankees facial hair policy. I mean, it's a massive foul. It's, it adds a bit of attitude and a bit of character. I'd say it's interesting. It makes them certainly stand out more, and the, you, you know that they're the clean cut of the, of the, of the organisation, but it's not for me. It's one thing I've always loved in particular about our guys. They can do what the hell they want, as long as they pitch good and hit good. You can look what the hell you want. I mean, you know, we've seen all kinds of hairstyles uh, going on. I love that. It's a bit of character. It reflects who they are. If everyone's clean shaven and looking all business like, how do you really know what that guy's really all about? It's kind of personality, I think. So it's a foul. I, I, I think it's dated and they need to kind of like modernize that. I say foul too, buddy. I mean, you got what Framber Valdez and Machete Maldonado have like blonde mohawks. Uh, <laughs> What is what's his face? Uh, Lance McCullers Jr. is looking like Fabio with dark hair. I mean, these. And what what is the other guy with Captain Jack with the braids? Like that guy? Oh, can, uh, that guy can never do that with the Yankees. It's foul. I, I like exact. You answered it perfectly, bud. It's personality. How, how do you know? How do you know how these guys are? If they all look the same, they're businessmen. They don't even have their name on the back of their jerseys. Like, let it go, dude. It's not the 40s anymore. Well, Catch up with the thing. times. That's the other thing. You're the only organization without the name on the back, I believe, as well. And that's a, that's a long-standing issue as well. And you kind of think, well, I get it. Like I say, it makes them look different. It makes them stand out. But it's also very easy to mock them for standing out. So it's not really a cool thing. It's more like, what are these guys, you know? Yeah. All right, so let's go to the next one. And this doesn't have anything to do with the Yankees, so I apologize. Um, so our last series was on TBS. So TBS's coverage of Major League Baseball is better than ESPN's coverage. Oh, my, my. Well, that's an easy fair. Good Lord. E ESPN were just an absolute joke. And I... I was just absolutely, to, to be honest with you, right, I'm going to say something now, and I nearly did this as a fair foul of the week, and it's, in England, you would never, ever, ever in a million years get away with that. 
you'd have lawsuits coming down on you. You'd be sued. You'd be taken to court for such a high amount of money because you're not. You, that's not how sports coverage works. Certainly not in England. I found that, and I find it every year, every time that, that I hear American coverage across different channels and providers. Some of the shocking biasness that goes on and the mockery. You just you just wouldn't get away with that out here. So whilst it's it's entertaining, it's incredibly infuriating. Because I don't know whether that's a staple of, of American media or not, but it's so wrong. It's just too personal. It's too, it's too uh, one-sided, and it's extremely personal, the things they talk about. And Correa brought him down on that, and he did. He said, look, look what we're doing now. You know, the media needs to start focusing more on the game rather than, you know, these personal attacks. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fair. I thought they did a good job, actually, to be honest with TBS. I thought they did a great job. Really nice coverage and great commentary as well. I think in one of the games, TBS brought up the cheating scandal, like right at the beginning of the game, and they never mentioned it again. All they did was talk about how good they're playing, how dangerous they're going to be. They never brought it up. They treated us just like every other team. Yeah. And I say massive. I'm going to steal your word. That's how big it is. Massive fair, buddy. Because. <laughs> I hate ESPN games. They have great games on Sundays, great matchups. They're so hard to watch. Mm. That J-Lo's dude, I can't even think of his name. I know J- he's J-Lo's boyfriend now or J-Lo's husband. Alex Rodriguez. I can't stand that guy. I can't stand the whole bunch of them. TBS, way better than ESPN. The the, the crowd that was in on it, I, someone was asking me online, like, who are these guys? Like, I think they wanted names, and I was like, I really don't know who they are, but there was one guy in there that was gold because every time he was just mocking someone coming up to the plate of our guys or mocking one of our pitchers, bang, we got him. And it's almost like you're doing this to yourself here, mate, because every time you criticise us, we're hitting a home run or an RBI. I just think absolutely terrible crew. I want nothing to do with ESPN again if, if we can avoid it, seriously. Worst, worst broadcast I've heard, to be honest. All right, this next one, I believe probably everyone listening today has had to deal with this, and I don't know if you had to deal with it when you came here, and I don't know if you have to deal with it at sporting events in England, but ticket scalpers outside of the ballpark, fair or foul? Foul. Foul, don't like it. It's it does happen out here. Um, it tends to happen with big sellout games, games you know for people that have taken a chance. I mean, some people take a chance and, and they want those tickets and they'll pay top whack, but it screws the industry and I think it just screws the fan base. I don't like it. I mean, it might work differently out in America, but what they do out here is they jack the prices up dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might plummet if it's say you know quarter way into a game or something like that. But I don't like it. I think it screws everybody over. It. I, I kind of connect it to, um, it may happen in America as well, but when we have concerts out here or gigs out here, if it's a sellout or close to a sellout, they do things like that for a concert as well. And it destroys the industry just like it does with bass. But I just don't like it. But that's just me. Hey, if you get a deal and you're happy with your deal, then that's that's on you. That's great. But I just find that nine times out of ten, it's, it's crooks. You know, I don't like it. Well, nowadays the scalpers are on Facebook and stuff. You know, they're 
I, I just don't understand it. I, I don't like how they sell tickets to a playoff game or something like that, and somebody that has zero interest in going to the game buys those tickets at at face value, and then everyone else has to pay higher. Exactly. I mean, like, people shouldn't be allowed to buy tickets if they're not going to go to the game. That's the bottom line. It's just, like you said, it's unfair to the rest of us. And, mm. uh, I mean, I, I went to the World Series, and I paid a lot and a lot of money. Mm. And, and I don't regret it. I do I do wish they would have won because I went to the only game they lost. Yeah. Uh, but I paid out the wazoo for my tickets. And I'm just thinking, like, it's not fair. I thought maybe, you know, World Series or something like that. Like, when you buy tickets, have the person's name attached to it. Make them show a driver's license or something so people can't scalp. There's got to be a way to stop these people. But, like, the question I'm asking you is, like, the guys outside of the park, you know, like, hey, buddy, yeah. you got you got an yeah. extra ticket? Like, why would I have an extra ticket? Mm. It's, it, happen, it happened to me a lot when because every time I visit the States, because I've not just visited Houston, but whenever I come to the States, like, I, I always do a ballpark. You know, baseball's my life. I love it. And I had that a lot when I was there, and I was kind of just, like, just thinking, like you said, Look, you know, I've got my jersey on. Where do you think I'm going here? You know, like, I'm going <laughs> to the game. I'm not. I'm not just going to do a, a left and go. You know, wandering out of town. I'm. I'm going to the ball game. And I'd, I'd like to say, I just in general, I'm not uh, a fan of it. It's not. It just. I don't understand the concepts of it myself personally. But that's because, like you say, nine times out of ten, you're going to a game anyway. So. It's all a little bit, I don't get it, personally. So I, I say it foul. Yeah, I really hate it. I, I just hate being bothered. Mm. And, uh, I mean, like, I understand people that have season tickets, and they jack up the prices a little more uh, for the big games because, you know, they, they can't most, – most likely they're not going to be able to sell their Tuesday game, you know, for face value more than likely. So I'm okay with that, but – I just, I just can't stand those guys outside, you know, like, got an extra ticket, buddy? No, I don't have an extra <laughs> ticket. And just like you, it's the game's a sellout. I got my jersey on. I got my kids with me. Dude, I got tickets. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's like, I, that's why I say it's like a double-edged question in a strange sense, because do you get it out there for concerts? Because it's rife in England. No, I mean, yeah. you get Thing everywhere. And I literally, I I hate it probably more at a music event because I'm like, like you say, come on, like we're all going in the same direction here, you know? Why why would I give it away? And why would I have one? You know, to give like that. I mean, come on. I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't. All right, number five. I really don't know if you can answer this, buddy. I apologize for this one. But the reason I put this out is because the guys at Dugout Mugs are making the video for us. Drinking from a bat is better than drinking from regular glass. What would you imagine? Do you think it would be funner drinking out of a bat? You know what? I'm going to say a massive fair. As I mentioned before, <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would like to experience drinking from one. So Dugout Mugs, if you're listening to this, you know, 
Uh, I'd like to try it. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's going to be amazing. I'd love to try it one day. So I'm going to say fair because, you know, I've drank out of a glass my whole life. You know, you, you give me that bat and I'll do it. <laughs> I'll tell you this. They, they saw a video that uh, Jeff Blum made for my wife when she first got cancer. And they, they, these guys, this is why I'm doing this because I really love these guys and I love this company. They sent me a message out of the blue. I've never dealt with them before. And they said, Hey, what's your wife's name? I want to send her a mug. And they sent her a Houston Astros dugout mug and they inscribed the back of it with their name, you know, like be strong and swing for the fences. And like these guys have my respect forever. And so I actually purchased one with our logo on it, and it came out awesome. And I'd love to get you one. I think I might buy you one and send it to you. <laughs> That's how much I love it. And so you know, I've the seen other the pictures of that, but it looks amazing. So cool. So the other mug belongs to my wife, and I kept telling her, "Drink out of it. Drink out of it." And she won't. Ooh. She won't do it, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to drink out of her mug before she does. Ooh. That's Ooh. you just don't do stuff like that. So when I got mine, I drank out of it. And I'm telling you this, I felt like a little kid. I was telling my <laughs> wife, this is fun. How is this fun to drink? It's fun to drink out of a mug. I, I, I can't believe I, – I didn't I – I was shocked. I, I didn't expect that I could tell you that. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying because that is just an absolute, like, cultural shift because that is – it's never going to happen out here. I can tell you that right now. You know, maybe maybe that's a new craze waiting to happen. <laughs> well, that's all I got, buddy. You know, I'll say it like this, Rob. I mean, I don't know what time the, the, the game's on Central Time for you all out there, do you? I think it's at six. Because ours, like I say, the, the, the Brit fans that are listening to this, the European fans that are listening to this, going to get a bit of variations, but it's on 12.38 a.m. So we've we've got a long day ahead of us as fans in in England and and Europe, but um, I'm excited. I mean, you think we can win, Rob? What do you think? Yes, I do think we can win. Today is Framber Valdez against Blake Snell, so we got two lefties going at it, and then tomorrow is supposed to be Lance McCullers Jr. And they haven't announced their starter, but I had a Rays guy on Astros baseball last night. Yeah. And he said, based on how, you know, the rotation's been going, that it's going to be Charlie Morton. So game two is going to be the two guys that won game seven World Series for us facing each other in the American League Championship. How awesome is that? That's going to be epic, to be honest. That really is. I just, I will leave it on that, though. McCullough's. I just hope he gets his stuff together. I know there's some big fans of him out there, and I'm not knocking that, but I just want consistent McCullers. That's all I ask for on that one, because I know we're going to get it with Valdez. I've got no doubts at all. Uh, but I do hope McCullers pulls his stuff together. I'm sure he will. But either way, that will be a battle. That'll be great. That. I so think. Yeah, I suppose information-wise, anyway, so far, isn't it? Hey, I think game one. For the Astros is going to be very important because just on paper you got McCullers against Charlie Morton. I I mean I give the advantage to the Rays in Game Two, so you don't want to, You don't want to go down one to zero and then have to face Charlie Morton. We could be down two to zero. 
We can't lose yeah. today. I think today's a big game. I totally agree. That was my thoughts next. It just it, And also, it gets the momentum going. And I think they've picked right there with, with Valdez. I really do. We discussed that before. But I'm excited for it. Let's go for it. It's game one. As always, Rob, it's been great talking to you. But you know what they say. If it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strolls. See you next time. Dustin Garneau of the Houston Astros, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sunday Strohs.